0: Greetings, greetings from the Spelman table. Thank you for joining the family mission podcast today. Um, You and the Holy Spirit are joining the Spellmans around the table for our nice discussion today.
1: We've got a comfy
0: chair for you. Yeah, we do.
2: Big old plush
0: chair. Just a wonderful chair. Thank you so much. Um, Just not on a um, silly note, but on a serious note. Thank you so much. We know that everyone's time spends once. And we thank you for pushing that play button and choosing to tune in today to this discussion. We are going to pick right back up in what we've been talking about um, over the last several podcast When it comes to spiritual warfare, and especially spiritual warfare in our homes.
1: That's right. The enemy is, without any question, targeting family. Yes. He's targeting, you know, uh, politics would call it traditional family values. And, And I get that. That's a fine way to statement, to state it. But it's more than just a traditional. It is view. a weighty statement.
0: <laughs>
1: it, we're talking about biblical view yes. of family and the ancient of the
0: <laughs> landmark.
1: That's right. The enemy is family. targeting um, biblical family. Yes. Biblical marriage. So you could say traditional in a sense, and that's okay to say because the Bible says, "Remove not the ancient landmark." The, the traditions ancient. of your fathers. Yes. But we're, we're really wanting to be really clear what the enemy's targeting is biblical marriage, biblical um, home and family.
0: Well, and it's because the enemy decades ago, decades ago, mm-hmm. went after the family. Mm-hmm. And the reason why he went after the family, why did he go after the family, gentlemen?
3: To destroy the home. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. He, and destroy he, the land. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and he he went, he went into that. And the reason why he went into that was because he knew it was always about a family.
1: That's right. From the very beginning, it was family.
2: And if you're a strategist, why would you fight all the dudes on the front line when you could just go straight to the back? That's right. Go for the general. Knock out the general, knock out the tactics, and then you, everything else will crumble around it.
0: So everything we see in this time, in this season, in the destruction of family is a result of him thinking, I'm going to destroy the ecclesia, the family Mm -hmm. of God.
1: You know, because it says in the Bible, what is man? I mean, when when you get outside of time and you're going to have to just kind of you know, <clears throat> loosen your belt a little bit. We're gonna we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna make room. <laughs> make room for some some big thoughts here. But the Bible in the book of Psalms says, What is man that you're so mindful of him? There were mm-hmm. creatures, you know, if you read the book of Revelation, you're gonna find there's some amazing creatures God has created long before we ever existed, and uh, you know, they're just outside of time, but they they question God's counsel. They not in a accusing way, but just curious way what is this man that you're so mindful of him? Well, what is man? Man is his family. That's right. And so this family that God was creating, they were like, whoa, what are you doing here? God, our father, what are you doing? And he was creating a family and it was a family that was going to obviously replenish the earth. But then you read the book of Revelation, it's a family that rules and reigns with him throughout the ages. So clearly the enemy knew what's what's the general behind the lines? What's the, yeah. if I'm going to really, instead of just fighting all the grunts on the fi- you know, front line, like Sam said, how do I really target the real command center of what God's doing in creation? I got to target family. I got to target marriage because that's where and how God's moving. That's right. Amen.
0: Amen. Well, so we're going to get right into the word now. Where are we going to go?
1: Let's go back to Ephesians six. Oh, we just—that's uh, where we've been. It's a for traditional a bit. verse, exactly. <laughs> oh,
0: it's a foundational <laughs> truth, it's
1: so powerful. But we've we've always kind of launched out from verse ten, where it talks about we are empowered through our union with Him. But I know we were just talking actually off air a little bit, and man, Daniel shared some amazing things, making a real important distinction. And I want him in his own words just to share some of the thoughts he had about what was it, wep- uh, armor versus weaponry, or something like that.
0: Yes. Um, right before you do that, everybody, pay attention because this is a pillar of truth. A yeah. very you talk about ancient landmark. Here we go. This whole chapter and what we're discussing in in this realm, spiritual warfare. This is a pillar. It doesn't change.
3: Mm -hmm. So in verse 11, it says, put on the full armor of God, for his precepts are like the splendid armor of a heavily armed soldier. And it's an important distinction that it's not a heavily armored soldier. It's a Mm. heavily armed soldier. Come on. Which is completely different than a heavily armored soldier. Because a (laughs) heavily armored soldier is defensive. They're a defensive rock. Mm -hmm. But they're impenetrable. But they're armored. Mm-hmm. An armed soldier is an offensive soldier, Come a soldier on. that has many weapons, many ways of attack. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so there's an important distinction that it's not a heavily armored soldier, not a defensive soldier, but a heavily armed soldier, a very offensive soldier. Well my, and that means my, my. that you have Bam. weapons
0: for every attack of the enemy. Right. Every type of attack. Yeah. Every type of attack. That's it's a counterattack. That, that's mm-hmm. huge. And and like oh, you said it, it, it's like you said like you said it's one of those things that you're on the offensive Instead of the defensive. And if you've listened to any of these podcasts that we've done about spiritual warfare over the last couple of weeks, that's one of the things that we've really talked about. Mm -hmm. How do we stay in a position of completely being rooted and grounded on the offensive Mm -hmm. and not reactive on the defensive? Right. So that scripture and what Daniel just shared shows we're ready for battle Mm -hmm. from the offensive in any way that the enemy would like to come and try to attack.
1: Right. And so you see immediately as you go forward in this passage, as we move forward on the offense, taking ground, taking back territory, maybe, maybe we've lost territory in our marriage or we've lost territory in our home. Maybe we've lost territory in our finances or our, our health. And we're going to take it back. We're going to get on the offensive and not just take what comes. Okay, Sarah, Sarah, right. Right. We're going to get offensive and we're Mm -hmm. going to go on the attack and we're going to recover and we're going to take ground. You know, how do we do that? Well, it says very first as we go into this passage, it says, we're going to have to take a stand and be willing to stand. Come on. So that's one of the first things we learned that this is going to take perseverance, (laughs)
0: It's That's, not a one-time op.
1: Yeah, you don't just give the enemy one slug, wham, and he drops, you know. You know, when Moses, think about this, when Moses, who had God behind him. I mean, Uh-oh. No one questions God nope. was with Moses. No nope.
2: question. Nope. Nope. No question. And
1: he went and stood before Pharaoh. That's like the chief of all that was against God, you know. Yeah. that was
2: This dude was ruling over a lot.
1: And so he stood before Pharaoh, not just once. Not just twice. How many times did he say, "Let my people go"? Mm-hmm. He stood ten times. Hello. Now let that sink in. It wasn't just a one-off. Let my people go, and he was like, "Okay, take you know, take Israel." You know, he was not willing to let his slaves go. Yeah, because his those slaves, Israel, were building his kingdom.
0: But you know, each and every time the 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 Lord instructed him to go before Pharaoh, he gave him specific instructions. Mm -hmm. And so if we look at spiritual warfare as the, the, the Lord himself is getting, giving us strategies, like Daniel referred to the scripture he just read, you know, um, there are strategies and he will teach our hands to war with the strategies that he's given us.
1: And it's interesting if you do a little Hebrew study, and you realize that the, the main giant spirit against Israel was the represented by the prophets of Baal. It was the God of Baal. Each one of those um, things that God judged uh, Egypt with, you know, the different plagues and things, they were to bring down different expressions of Baal specifically, which is exactly what you were saying, Kim, It wasn't just that one punch didn't do it. It was that he was systematically dismantling that giant spirit of Baal that was operating through Pharaoh. And so God is going to give us a systematic way to dismantle things that have been built in our home, built in our our life, built in our marriage in all different realms.
2: Well, and I even heard one time it was taught that the plagues and things that even came against egypt were all specific to some of the deities and the gods and the things that that culture in that city they worshiped mm-hmm. you know the representation mm-hmm. of the locust eating everything the the river turning to blood all of these things were specific targeted strategic attacks mm-hmm. against the theologies and the the patterns and the thoughts of the people there and Amen. so understanding that maybe it on if you look at it from a natural standpoint, we talked about this too recently, if you listen to any of these podcasts, taking a natural stand of, well, why is it, you know, because we think victory, we think microwave. Mm-hmm. We think I walk in and I get the medal and everyone else just loses and they fall on their face. Mm-hmm. But in reality, in a war, there's a lot more strategy and there's maybe understanding that, hey, there might be some sacrifice In this, maybe a part of my flesh is just going to have to die for the victory to come in the end. Yeah, you know, there's battles, but there's a war. You know, the the Bible is not—it's not just okay. There's one battle going on. You know, you're just face to face with this one thing, and then after that, it's going to be rainbows and unicorns. Mm -hmm. It's no, there is this reality that we are in a war. So there's strategic elements that, like you said, the devil's going to have to deal with these strategic attacks against his kingdom because sometimes it's like mathematics. You start in first grade, and it's like you got to learn addition, then you got to right. learn subtraction, then you learn multiplication, division, and you can't even attack some of these things in algebraic, you know, and <laughs> you know, trigonometry yeah. without understanding how to attack the addition and the subtraction. That's then you learn so PEMDAS, you know, what's the order of equations. These things you have to learn, and again, so that your hands are skilled. Mm-hmm. And when we come into the kingdom of God, as you know, the Bible talks about whenever you're born again, you come in as a baby. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's like babes. It says desire the milk of milk. the word, and then later on you hear Paul discussing the meat. Yeah. So there's even this this maturity that happens as believers and in our warfare that maybe we might start with some of these things that are in the realm of like a baby. You know, we're mm-hmm. we're just learning to walk, but then once we get more mature, there's actually things where we can be so skilled and precise. And that's where God wants us to be. He wants us to grow to that place of precision Mm -hmm. where every word we say and every thought that we're taking captive and not, we're so skilled with the weapons Mm -hmm. that we have that we can do real damage to the kingdom of darkness. Now,
1: now let me say this, Um, you talked about the elementary um, beginning, you know, we learn two plus two is four. That seems so basic and so simple. But you could not. I remember first time I walked into my college algebra class, um, and uh, the professor, his he was Polish. His name was Puszkarski, and we called him Push. That's he goes, amazing. Uh, "Professor Push." It's like those. Heap, it's like all the words in the Bible. You just shorten their names. It's amazing. You just chop off the end, and it's just I can't I can't say it all. So anyway. I walked in there and he had a whole chalkboard full of an equation. But do you know why that could all be done? Is because two plus two is four. Mm -hmm. So don't let something that is considered elementary be insignificant.
0: Come on, basics.
1: I mean, a lot of times these basics that we deal with, we we almost think, oh, let's just get on to the algebra. And we get all puffed up in our pride that we're doing these algebraic equations. We're breaking it down. We're, we're. But all of that is working because of the simple truth: two plus two is four.
3: Well, yeah, because for for example, when you have a car, a car is a mechanism of different things, but it all has a basic foundation. You have wheels, you have a drivetrain, and you have an engine. Mm-hmm. But When you start getting to very complicated cars like the super modern ones, they got a bunch of computers, they're checking all these systems, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. All that stuff doesn't do anything and doesn't (laughs) doesn't work if you don't have the the motor, the drivetrain or the wheels. None of that will work unless Mm -hmm. you have the basic foundation. But if you have all this complex stuff... It's a bunch of hoopla if you don't. <laughs> if you don't have the basics, so that's right. Let's, let's you're not going to have
0: a good automobile. No, you're not. <laughs> no.
3: And it's not going to be reliable.
2: It's so, not going to be reliable. Now think about that.
3: What did you just said. It's, it's more likely to break. Another, another, yeah. Another thing is the more, the more complicated cars get, the more likely they are to break, and the more specified you need to be to repl- repair them. So just because it's complicated and you know bigger and better doesn't mean it's bigger and better. It means it's more likely to break and has a lot more points that it can fail.
1: It's more vulnerable.
2: It's more vulnerable because you got so again. That completely connects to even our growth, Mm -hmm. right? You know, Mm -hmm. you you think about, well, I just want to be the, you know, the mega strategist with all these, you know, weapons and it's like, however... In humility, it's like, man, I just want to do the 2 plus 2 equals 4 because exactly. I know I can do that. I know I can That's handle right. that.
0: <laughs> well, and the 2 plus, plus 2 equals 4 is always foundational. Mm-hmm. And it's the foundational truth. It's the rock of those truths. It's those ancient landmark pillars that whenever you look at those and you keep those active and you are very strategic with those – they're they're what holds up everything else. Yeah,
1: you know, even in uh, uh, like ancient uh, Native Americans, I mean, yes. at least the totem poles they always saw people in a western mindset the one on top is the most honored you know cuz yeah. you're on
0: top you're on top yeah. you're the leader but
1: not not according to native americans you're the youngest you're
3: you're the you're the little, newbie. little boy over here you're not the you're not the eldest the eldest is the one on bottom that's holding everyone up exactly. they're,
0: they're actually try. the true leader and true leadership and I may just stir up everybody with this statement but it's something that i believe true leadership is is the foundation who is standing on your shoulders Mm-hmm. Who have you positioned yourself underneath to ex to to push them to excel them forward and up and on?
1: Jesus is the chief cornerstone. Oh, he's not the penthouse. Oh,
3: oh, come, oh on,
1: come on! <laughs> 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 he's Sorry, not the, he's not the pew, pew, steeple pew, on pew. top. Oh,
3: I need to get one of those Jesus. air horn sounds for this,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> And you know, whenever whenever That's you good. are a a chief cornerstone when you are the eldest and you are the the pillar the one who's on the bottom that everyone's on you know it's interesting because when you propel people when you when you accelerate people and we're talking about spiritual warfare now you think about the dynamic of a home Mm -hmm. okay and you think about the father the mother the children so the father is the foundation. He is the one who is getting instruction. He's the protector. He's he's the chief instructor. And then you have the wife, you have the mother that comes along, and she is under the mission of what um, he, the father, the husband has put into the family. And then you have the eldest who... Everybody's being <laughs> trained on, um, <laughs> and and so you have the eldest, and 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 they stand upon the mother and the father. I mean, and then there's the next born, and the next born, and the next born. What happens then? Whenever you look at the legacy yeah. of that actual family, yeah, that family then, um, their strength. There's there is um instruction that comes from the bottom up.
1: And many times when the enemy we talked about this recently, um well I think it was last week we talked about about don't take everything personal. Yeah. Because when the enemy targets you, it's easy to feel like it's personal. I mean because it's affecting you. It's uh, it's making things uncomfortable. It's making things difficult. But like for instance, I could take an attack against me personal, but if I do that, then I'm completely missing the point. The enemy may only be attacking me because he's trying to stop Sam or Dan or my wife. He, he may be trying to stop them, and I just become the target because if he targets me, then that affects them. And so again, like you said, he goes after the, you know, the one because he's thinking, God's thinking generationally, the enemy's thinking generationally. We, if we're going to be really in spiritual warfare, we got to think generationally.
3: And another thing back with like leadership, if you're growing for growing uh, a plant, a main plant, it grows upwards. And at that point, sky's the limit. Mm-hmm. But if you're a vine and you're going from the top down, there's eventually going to be a floor that you're going to hit and you can't go any further you can only go so far going from top down mm-hmm. but when you're going from the bottom up you have the sky as the limit
0: okay you ought to see oh, if, if i had a camera i think i would have taken a got wonderful wonderful he got picture on that one too. i That's mean sam's wild. like whoa he even his whole facial so don't expression be don't, don't be a, a vine, vine.
1: <laughs> I love be that. Be rooted and grow.
2: Because you, you think about how... The, be rooted, <laughs> be grounded. <laughs> Christ is like, you know, the... Bo- that, that's He's the root. <laughs> he's the root. And so you just, you grow from that. And that leadership, you talk about the foundational. Mm. You know, Christ came and he taught us the foundations. And what is the foundation? Love. Mm-hmm. Love. If your family's going to operate... If my family's going to operate, if the church body's going to operate, if my local fellowship's going to operate, mm-hmm. if the global body of Christ is going to operate, if my government's going to operate, all of those systems and maybe structures that we work in and out of as people, if they're mm-hmm. going to operate, they have to have the foundation of love. That's right. And now, if that if that foundation's attacked, mm-hmm. you know, that's why the devil. Why does the devil just want to selfish? Yeah. Because then nothing. Nothing. If he can just get two plus two equals five, mm-hmm. then he's already got huge victory. If he can get everyone believing two plus two is five, not two plus two is four, mm-hmm. then he's got. I mean, everything else you build on it its is gonna is gonna crumble.
1: You know, I want to back to even what Dan said. You know, again, this is not about getting political, but absolutely, we realize Jesus was not crucified because he was a prophet. No. He was not crucified because he was a preacher and a pastor. He was. He was an apostle, teacher, pastor, prophet, evangelist. He was all the fivefold. But he wasn't crucified because he was a fivefold minister.
3: He was crucified because he was a king. Come on. (laughs) And he
1: was a king bringing a kingdom, which was a new government, a new governmental order. Now, what if what Dan just broke down? You know, the difference between a vine, if you if you go from the top down, you eventually you bottom out. You know, it's just it just there's an end. But if you go from the bottom up, I love what you said, the sky's the limit. What if, you know, we were just recently at the Capitol here in Jeff City, you know, which is Missouri's Capitol, or in Washington, DC, our our federal capital. What if we could bring back in governmental thinking? This isn't about the government being on top. It's about the government being under. It's it's equipping. you know equipping, giving the laws, the foundational justice that we build upon, and we, the people, we grow where the sky's the limit. You
3: sound
2: very American. Man,
3: yeah. <laughs>
2: praise the oh, Lord!
3: amazingly American over here, <laughs> but, it's the, but it's the kingdom.
2: But it, it's the kingdom, and that was the structure that that people wanted to build America on. It was yes, the founding fathers' it was vision. The founding fathers. They vision. weren't
1: trying to cap Americans and control mm-hmm. Americans. They were just no. trying to give them a safe republic that they could build, and they did build an a most amazing country. And we know that that foundational truth of. The, the flip where the you know the triangles inverted yes. and we're trying to grow up um, that's under attack.
3: well because not only a triangle is one of the most stable forms of foundation, but if it's on its end and it's on one point, it is the most unstable. Mm-hmm. but flip it and it's wide at the bottom and small at the top, it is a lot more stable. but if it's mm-hmm. um, if the majority is at the bottom, then the top is stable, but if the majority is at the top, then it is very unstable. <laughs> right. so, so if you have that flip, the weight, yeah, where, the, where weight. the
2: weight is directed, and see, even in that, that's when it comes to the natural. Mm-hmm. I mean, I appreciate, because that natural, if the man, the, the flesh is the point, mm-hmm. then it's going to be unstable. But again, like we already said, if Christ is the cornerstone, yeah. a perfect man, a perfect that means man. that triangle is perfectly balanced. Yeah. So it's going to be completely if it's if Christ is really the center, mm-hmm. that means you can have as much weight, which goes infinitely, you know, as sky far the to the limit, side, like to Dan the sky's the limit. So, yeah. understanding that reality also gives us the ability to know hey, we got to bring it all back to Christ, bring mm-hmm. it back to love. Yes.
1: And so, getting into uh, Ephesians 6, it talks about some of the elemental elements. Um, parts some of the most basic parts um we're obviously going to have to pick it up in a future conversation well
0: but we let's go ahead and real quick we'll end with with this scripture and then uh, give everybody an opportunity to just um have holy spirit show you more to more about this more more to come
1: (laughs) because again you talked about back we were talking about you know it's all fine to get into algebra and geometry and these higher trigonometry these higher levels of math but what's the basics? What is the What's the, the, the elemental, mm-hmm. elementary elements that Family's everything? Exactly. <laughs> so here's what it says in Ephesians 6 going on down. It mentions, like Dan says, all the weaponry of a heavily armed, not just armored, armed soldier who's going to be offensive, taking ground, taking back ground. And he's, he mentions all these different things. And again, he puts it in the imagery of the what the soldier's wearing. But again, don't get caught up on the imagery. Let what they represent be those elementary elements. So he talks about, first of all, truth. He calls it a belt, a belt of truth. So truth has to be key. That's one of the foundational elements. And honesty, and truth is about honesty.
2: And the truth Mm -hmm. holds everything else up. You put that belt on, that holds everything.
1: Truth is not in the shadows, truth is out in the open. So you got to have transparency, you got to have honesty. These are things we'll get into later, but truth. And then the next one he talks about, um, having your loins girt about with truth, your breastplate of righteousness. Righteousness. How many know righteousness is different than just being right? Bam. Because if God comes right, we're all wrong. But if God comes in righteousness, we're redeemed. That's right. We'll get into that later. Righteousness.
3: Righteous.
0: <laughs> Righteous. Well, and I love how the I love how the passion translation says this. It says, "Put on truth as a belt to strengthen you to stand in triumph. Put on holiness Amen. as the protective armor that covers your heart."
2: Oh, thank you, Jesus.
0: Stand on your feet alert, then you'll always be ready. To share the blessings of peace.
1: My, so peace, one <laughs> of those foundational elements, righteousness, holiness, that's one of the foundational mm-hmm. elements, truth, honesty, transparency in the light, one of the foundational elements. And then he goes on the helmet of salvation. Hello. I, I think when Sam read it in a previous con, uh, podcast, it was called the helmet of deliverance. That's right. That's right. Complete Jewish Bible brings out the helmet of deliverance.
2: That's right. That's what it says. Is um, right here and take the helmet of deliverance along, then with the sword given by the Spirit. That is the word of God. So the wow. Word of God given by the Spirit, in other words, highlighted with revelation, becomes mm. our sword. Mm. Not just a scripture mm-hmm. that we're just quoting or swinging or, you know, around everywhere. Hello, Holy it's, Spirit, it's let's when go the Holy... read the Word. Exactly. It's when the Holy <laughs> Spirit gives us the Word specifically for our family. Like you mm-hmm. talked about before, Mom, the specific strategy for today. Mm-hmm. What is the strategy that's going to matter right now?
1: You know, you could be facing a situation that you know, okay. I got to get offensive. I got to get on the attack. I got to quit just trying to hide up and hide out. I got to go on the (laughs) offense. I need to take some territory back in my marriage, my family, my finances, my health, whatever. Okay. So then what could we do? What's the prayer we pray? We say, God, what are you saying? Mm -hmm. How can I agree with you? What are you saying about this situation? What are you saying over my marriage? What are you saying over my finances? What are you saying over my children or grandchildren? That's how we're going to partner with God, how we're going to get offensive is we partner with him.
0: Well, and that just goes back to true worship, intimacy, agreement and partnership, because when we get intimate with him, he's going to talk to us. And then once we're intimate and in that place of vulnerability, then we come into agreement and we say, okay, not my will, but yours be done, Lord, not my way of doing and being right, but your way of doing and being right. So the word says this. And then after we do that, then we go into the place of a partnership and we work with heaven.
1: Amen. And that's when you win battles. Amen. Amen. So we're glad you joined us today, this day, your day, a day of victory, a day of salvation, a right. day of deliverance, day of victory. The
0: day the Lord has made. Yes.
1: And we're glad you're part of the conversation Rejoice
0: today. Rejoice
2: today. Rejoice. 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 <laughs> That's right. We'll see you guys soon.